you're very welcome along to Tradcast with Therese McInerney in association with the Arts Council of Ireland. I hope you're well and happy and the weeks are absolutely flying. I can't believe we're on podcast if we're hooked already and I'm back with a completely different theme today. It's one I really wanted to get around to and that's a podcast on repetitive strain and some different traditional music related injuries. It's something I've suffered with myself and I would put a lot of it down to playing the fiddle from a young age for extensive periods of time with no breaks or stretching and something that wasn't thought or wasn't a big thing and still in my opinion there isn't enough emphasis on in traditional music and that's posture and when I compare my own posture when I'm playing to friends of mine that grew up with classical music teachers or teachers who would have done both I feel there's a huge difference and because if I switch over to my experience as a singer I started out singing classically so from day one I was thought correct posture breathing and about vocal health and warm-ups whereas I know from a lot of my friends in the traditional singing world that it just wasn't done back when we were growing up anyway and I know that's a very black and white way of looking at it but it's been my own personal experience and of course not forgetting about dancers set dancers channels and Irish dancers have their own completely different issues with knees etc etc and that could be a whole podcast in itself but someone who's really helped me for the past 10 years or so since I was about 17 is acupuncturist Kerr McNamara and I caught up with him to have a chat about his practice and to get some tips and advice for musicians suffering with injury. I hope you enjoy. I'm delighted to be joined today by Kerr McNamara, who is a second generation acupuncturist working in the Turnpike Clinic in Ennis, which was started by his mother, Mary. And Kerr has helped so many people with their injuries over the years and lots of traditional musicians, including myself. So thanks so much for agreeing to have a chat with me today, Kerr. Hey, Good to hear from you. Kerr, uh, for anyone who mightn't be familiar with you, could you give us a little bit of background on your work and what you do? Yeah, so I grew up in in, 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 in Kamele uh, and originally trained as a research scientist. I uh, did a PhD in UCD through, uh, through Chalgris and Walsh Fellowship um, years ago, but um, I had a long interest in medicine and healing as well. So I completed studies in sports injuries and fitness management in the late 1990s uh, with Dr. Pat O'Neill, the Dublin doctor of the time, uh, and... Um, and uh, Jack Caffrey, uh, Noel Caffrey, Jack Caffrey's father, who was a physiotherapist. Uh, and I went on after that then and uh, did studies in acupuncture and traditional Chinese medicine, which I completed in 2005. And I've been working away in, in the clinic that my mother Mary, who we just mentioned, started in, uh, in 1992, which is Claire's longest continually running acupuncture practice. Brilliant. And with traditional music uh, music injuries, then, care you've worked with a lot of us over the years. Yeah, so, so I grew up around the, the Claire attrition scene a little bit. I spent a lot of my youth in doing and looking at the Russell Brothers playing and Fiekel and Mitton. I think I went to every Willie Clancy from when I was born until uh, I think I missed a finally missed one in my 20s when I was away in work experience in, in college. And my father, Pader, was one of the founding members of the Innes uh, Singer Club, which has resulted in the establishment of a number of other um, clubs throughout the the county. So I suppose going up around that and obviously seeing um, the profile of, of patients that my mother uh, was taking in from, from the traditional music scene, um, you know, we started to see a, a type of pattern of injuries uh, and issues that, uh, that the singers and musicians were developing. Um, 
you know, as part of, of, of their trade, literally. And what would be the different kind of injuries? I mean, would it be usually kind of neck and shoulders or where were the, the main injuries did you find from the, the musicians that were coming into you? Yeah, obviously neck and shoulder pain would, would be a predominant one. We'd see a lot of um, tendinosis injuries, which are inflammation of tendons in the hand, the upper arm, and especially on the uh, around the, the elbow, either side of the elbow, you know, traditionally they're called the tennis elbow and golfer's elbow uh, on the medial and lateral side. Um, you know, and the Achilles tendons injuries and some of them would be around the top, the top of the foot. We see a lot of wrist injuries. There's a condition called the uh, Quervianus uh, tendinosis, which affects the thumb side of the wrist. Uh, recently treated a uh, tradition uh, cello player um, with that carpal tunnel syndrome in the wrist as well is one that unfortunately uh, quite a lot of uh, musicians get. A lot of musicians often come to us with um, tingling and uh, numb, numbness type sensations down their hands, which is normally coming from a condition called thoracic outlet syndrome, where their blood vessels and nerves are being compressed between the collarbone and the rib. Again, that's kind of just being from in, in over their instruments and not getting attention in, in, in that upper part of, of their wrist. Um, and of course, we, we have uh, fingers come to us with strained vocal cords. Oh, wow. I didn't realise that that was something that you could treat as well, was uh, the strained vocal cords. And is that something that can be treated with acupuncture or is it a different type of treatment? It is, yeah. So we, we see a lot of um, singers and, and choir members who, who come to us. So, um, you know, usually it's, it's just strained after, uh, you know, a long run of, of shows or a tour or something like that. Um, or there's issues developing, uh, you know, around a condition that, that, they've, that they've maybe developed uh you know, throat or or, or uh, infection, and they're just maybe trying to strain their voice a little bit to try and keep the resonance in, in, in the nose still delivering. So we uh, often work with those a bit through herbal medicine as well as acupuncture to try and get them right and keep the show on the road, literally. And Kerr, with COVID-19, a lot of traditional musicians, including myself, we've got a break from gigging and playing for the first time for some people in decades. And what I was wondering is, is it is it good? Is it a good time for recovery? Or are injuries and stamina going to be far worse when we return playing full time? And if so, is there anything we should be doing now to help ourselves for our return to gigging? Well, it was, it was probably no harm that a break came uh, because most musicians just literally play on and on uh, all the time and um, have, a, have an awful lot of commitments, especially at different times of, times of the year. So, um, you know, to, to have a period of time to, to take a break and, and, and reflect a little bit, like us all, you know, on all our professions, would probably no harm. And certainly, I've met a number of musicians who left down their instruments for a number of months, even during during this period of time. So, obviously, when it comes to injuries and giving them a chance, rest is one of the, the biggest things. A lot of a lot of musicians are probably carrying chronic forms of injuries all the time. The more than sports people, are. and um, you know, this literally a break in the rest was was uh, was no harm and. Um, Hopefully, during that time, they started working on other aspects of their health and fitness, which overall has, has been a bit of a benefit. Yeah, sure, when you when you do pick up your instrument or you know you suddenly get a run of gigs and you have to get back into it, there will, in the short term, be be a number of issues because you know you just haven't played to that intensity in a, in a little while. We treat a lot of sports injuries here at the moment and have had quite a run of injuries with the GA resuming um, quite abruptly. And guys going straight from doing very modest amounts of training into challenge matches and now into into championships. So yeah, lots of pulls and strains and things like that. But usually nothing too detrimental that you know once you get don't get once you get back into the swing of things. 
he should be fairly okay. Very good. And for anyone tuning in and they're wondering, you know, oh, acupuncture needles, do you ever get people who are afraid of needles and maybe are put off by that side of things? Or could you could you just explain to people what exactly happens, say, when they go into the clinic? For for the type of conditions we often treat, you know, let's say an inflamed tendon uh, in, in an upper arm or shoulder, which would be a common one to treat a physician. So, when you read books in Chinese medicine, it would talk all about energy flows in the body and energy blockages. And you're literally trying to use the, the needles along certain energy channels to, to unblock that, uh, to unblock that, that energy and get it flowing again naturally. But what's really happening from a physiological point of view is a person that's very tight muscles. They've got restricted blood flow to, to those areas. Um, and you're trying to use the needle basically to get the muscles to, to relax out a little bit, to increase the circulation in, in, in that area, to release some kind of natural endorphins as well, to bring around an overall re- re- relaxation uh, effect. The needles are tiny. Most people experience the needles, of course, it's a, it's a hypodermic needle from, from the doctor or nurse getting in a blood test, which is two millimeters in, in diameter. So most of our needles are 0.18 to 0.2 millimeters, so a tenth or, or less of that diameter. Uh, it's a tiny pick as, as they go in but once they're in they're usually fine so even about that friends the person comes in once they've had one or two uh, the first one or two needles go in they're usually kind of going okay this isn't anything as bad as I thought it was going to be yeah definitely I, I would I would agree with that 100% <laughs> and and Kerry do you think as well that you know these injuries that say traditional musicians uh, get could could they be prevented is there any tips that you might have um, that traditional musicians in particular could take to try and prevent some of the, the strain and some of the, the repetitive strain that they go through yeah well, I, I, I one observation I've had over the years is, is you know traditional musicians are probably you know pushing the boundaries all the time as regards their body um, and often then when, when pressure comes on uh, different parts of the body are, are calling out a little bit uh, that they're in trouble but because of commitments that are there um, unfortunately you know you've no choice to keep going like right in the middle of the summer you can imagine your typical uh, musician would be on the road at the moment gigging traveling is, is the bread and butter of a, of a traditional musician I was listening last night to Kathy Jordan the lead singer from Dervis and you know, this is the first July she's been in Ireland for years and years she was saying she'd normally be touring all over America uh, with all the travel and driving and, and everything that goes with that so I suppose what I would say to your question is you know kind of listen to your body you know, take regular breaks, especially when you're practicing whatever you're kicking, you know, every 45 minutes, you should be trying to take a five, five to 10 minute break. And, you know, just be careful when you're changing over instruments, probably less of an issue for an established musician, but for someone who's maybe taken up a, an instrument that haven't played intensely for a while or moving on to a new one, just, just to be, to be careful. And a lot of musicians don't regard themselves as athletes, but when you kind of think of the, the, the physical endeavor that goes into playing some instruments, um, a lot of musicians should probably start thinking of themselves more in, in, in that in that frame and they should be doing the stretching and warming that any athlete would do before a, before a competition. Most musicians, to the intensity of the commitment to, to, their, uh, to their craft, probably start to really focus on music alone from their teens onwards and uh, you know probably come away from other forms of sport and exercise that, that they do. Maybe not exclusively, but certainly uh, at one time this would, would have been an issue. And uh, they might even have a regular fitness program or a training program for themselves. But certainly during the lockdown, you hope that uh, people could look at that aspect of uh, of their of their lifestyle and uh, literally, you know, look at ways of, of getting fit and maybe having a you know a, a better better fitness regime, better work on their core muscles, you know, which will improve their posture when they're when they're playing because 
you know, slouching, bending your head, having an elevated shoulder, trying to stay in instrument are all things that you know you're going you're going to get in trouble at some point, if not even on a regular basis. And I suppose the other kind of advice you give is just really common sense stuff, you know, just to, just to hydrate, especially when you're playing in hot, stuffy venues that you're you're you know taking on plenty of water, your muscles are. 75% water and uh, and obviously to eat well, uh, especially when you're on the road, it's very hard to eat well, to be, to be fair. Uh, but, you know, if you're taking on a lot of fast food and, you know, sugary drinks and stuff like that, it's it's no good really to achieve your, your optimum performance. But as I said, it's, it's, it's easy to recommend at, at times, when, when, certainly when you're on the road or on the road or festival, it might be hard to, hard to achieve that. But uh, certainly if you're doing your best. Uh, most of the time it should it should stand you definitely and you know real simple but you know brilliant tips there and even when you said about the posture straight away I, I got my posture into the right position just when you mentioned it you know it's something that we forget a lot and um, a lot of traditional musician uh, teachers listening to this show as well and is there anything such as you know stretching or regular treatments that you'd love to see instilled uh, in lessons and workshops and master classes? Well look prevention is better than a cure and obviously when you're, when you're teaching uh, music students in the formative years of their instruments, you, you will be trying to look at their posture and get them as comfortable with that instrument playing as, as much as, as the quality of, 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 the, of the output that you're trying to get from them performance-wise, because if you, can, if you can just get them sitting better and playing, you know, playing better physically, um, I'm sure the, the result from, from the instrument is going to be is going to be better overall and just, you know, just instill some, some of those uh, issues around, you know, better quality lifestyle and fitness and things like that and certainly the younger ones who you know really getting into it because getting places and all iron flags and things like that like, you know don't totally give up the sport either keep tipping away at it because you know they, they very much complement each other uh, for, for that for that kind of flow for a more established musician it's again it's coming back to, to listen to your body and uh, you know watch out for warning signs of tingling, tingling and sensation numbing burning sensations in, in, in your muscles and your arm and neck, you know, if you have a difficulty grasping your instrument or have weak hands or, you know, starting to feel a bit clumsy around some of the some of the notes or, you know, even at extreme levels, you know, you start to have issues with blood flow to your fingers, you know, fingers are turning a little blue or going white kind of when you're when you're playing. All you know, all warning signs to say, hey, you're in trouble here or heading for bigger trouble and to try and, you know, deal with it now before it turns into a big thing. You know, again, typical Simple advice, you know, prevention is better better than the cure. And from a teaching perspective, or for, for workshops and things like that, you know, it would be just to to, to kind of you know be able to to help people identify the warning signs and uh, and the issues that arise around their instrument and look at stretching regimes uh, and exercise regimes, even something like yoga, which is which is great just to to keep you in in, in balance and literally keep keep you loose and work on your core strength and maintain your balance. But to do so much for your posture, regardless of Definitely. And I actually find that myself with, you know, yoga and Pilates seem to suit me a lot better because in the last, you know, few years, I've actually gone to different personal trainers and, and tried to do, you know, the, the weights, the hardcore weights. But I just find that actually my neck and shoulders, because they've been so injured over the years that it doesn't suit me. I'm in, I go around in such pain, awful pain um, when I when I go for those, you know, the, the hardcore weights. So is that something to pay attention to as well if someone decides to start in, into a, an exercise regime, you know, not to go too hard too soon if you're injured? Yeah, you're 100% and that's a great observation that, that you've had yourself over, over the last number of years. You know, if you're stiff and tight and you're going into an intensive you know, workout hit sessions and then the type of intensity that tends to be more common 
in the gym, personal training environment at the moment, you're probably going to get worse before you get better. And um, I might even exacerbate some of the some of the issues that you're coming in to try and try and prevent. So certainly you would you would definitely do a phase of kind of more easier, relaxed, holistic type approach like yoga Pilates that, that you've mentioned. Um, and then build it into something more intensive to to really up the, the core strength and fitness levels if if that's what you're about. But if you if you're doing as you're doing yourself to the yoga Pilates and doing a bit of aerobic fitness you know, that's taken an awful lot of the boxes that most musicians uh, should, should be should be aiming for themselves. That's brilliant. Really, really great care. And uh, if listeners want to get in contact or if they want to book a treatment with you, how do they get in touch? Yeah, so we, we, we work out of a premises here called Turnpike Clinic uh, in the Turnpike area. Then it's easy to find us there on uh, on Facebook or with the website turnpikeclinic.weebly.com. And uh, think about our phone number here. It's 65 Brilliant. I could do it booking in for another treatment myself, I think, at this stage. Thank you so much for uh, for chatting to me today, Kerr. It's been really, really interesting. Not at all. Great to hear from you. Kerr McNamara there. And thank you so much, Kerr, for taking the time out to give us some helpful advice. And a few things I really picked up on there was to keep muscles hydrated with plenty of water while practicing and gigging, uh, something I think a lot of us don't do enough of. And uh, of course, the posture and more stretching as well. There was a time in my early 20s when I remember being in such pain while performing that I was nearly watching the clock at sessions to see how long I had to endure it, which is an awful way to be. But personally, I found that knowing your limits has been a really important part of recovering from that and knowing when to say no, which is a very difficult thing in this industry when you're supposed to say yes to every gig and you want to say yes. Yoga and reformer Pilates, swimming also have been a massive lifeline and monthly treatments during the height of the season when you could be playing five nights a week, whether it's acupuncture, massage, physio or going to the chiropractor. Also, many of you know I love technology and gadgets. So something I found great for pain relief is a TENS machine. You can get them cheaply in Aldi or Lidl sometimes, but uh, if you look them up on the internet, you'll find loads of different types. And if you're into essential oils as well, I highly recommend the Deep Blue Cream from the Detora Essential Oil range. It's excellent for rubbing on sore muscles. Magnesium, of course, as well as something I know many of you use whether it's a gel or having Epsom salts baths and upping the anti-inflammatory foods like ginger and turmeric. Ginger has got me out of some serious binds over the years when it comes to vocal health saved me for a few performances. I had my voice lost but a couple of juices with raw ginger in it and somehow it magically came back but to finish up I will say the only thing that's ever worked fast and effectively for me when it comes to losing my voice is to go on complete voice rest and not utter a word for a full day or two which can make you very boring company but I promise it works and the sooner you do it when you feel it coming on the quicker you'll recover. Anyway I'll stop blabbing on now it's a real area of interest of mine and if you've found anything else that's worked for you please do get in touch so I can share your tips with our Tradcast community on next week's podcast. You can mention it on Instagram or Facebook head to Therese McInerney Music and Media or go to TheresMcInerney.com Thanks again to this week's guest Kerr McNamara and to you for listening. Until next time Slong of all.